And we're back. Please insert a star flying over a live-action castle, as Disney now does, because today, Perry and I are getting together, and we are talking about our top ten. Well, there's kind of only ten, but most importantly, our top ten. Even if there's only ten, they are the top ten of the Disney live-action remakes. And we are talking about princesses, we're talking about animals that talk, because those are the two biggest tropes that Disney sticks with. Imagine that you're sad, poor, and need a rich husband. We're going to find one for you today in the movies that we explore. And by golly, if that doesn't work for you, we have a flying elephant. So I can't think of anything better than what we're going to do today. So so we'll see you on the other side of the intro. Nicely done. Thank you. That was one of your better ones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was <laughs> that was full improv right there. Well, well done. Well done, dude. It feels like season three. It does feel like season three. It's been a long time since we recorded. I think we recorded like two, three weeks. The ago? first, I think it was almost a month ago. Was it really? Because we we recorded like was I track was I the second week of January I think was I a track coach yet I don't think I had had any practices yet I don't know I don't think there'd been a practice yet wow that's crazy yeah so we recorded that was for episode forty nine so then that episode yeah. forty nine released and then episode fifty released the, like the, a week later the grand poobah of episodes the grand poobah which if you haven't listened to episode fifty you, you gotta do yeah, that what are you doing you gotta that is super fun. Although, if you're brand new to the show right now, maybe don't go back and listen to episode 50. Maybe go back and listen to some of the other ones first, because 50 is more for the the loyals. They'll be they'll be basking in the banter nostalgia. Um, it, yeah, of episodes it's past. like it's like watching the Bachelor like girls tell all episode before watching the rest of the season first. <laughs> sure yeah that i watched two episodes of the bachelor last week Dude, the bachelor is so funny <laughs> or maybe maybe it was the bachelorette i don't remember my roommate was studying up on the bachelorette because he writes uh sketch comedy and uh they were doing one that was like bachelorette style dude perry perry i have been keeping up with the bachelor and let me tell you the funniest things i have ever seen are coming from this season of the bachelor <laughs> Oh my goodness. Perry, there is there is a woman on there and you know that she can't be real. Like people like this don't exist. And all she does <laughs> it just is just, she just causes trouble with every single person possible and really? when the guy comes around she's like she's like I'm so sensitive and and Perry, she causes so much trouble. And the other day, she was like, I'm an empath. And we're just like, no, you're not. You are the worst human being. And unfortunately, she got she got kicked off, which made me really sad because I'm only watching the show to watch them scream at each other. Ah, nice. Good, good. But uh, let me tell you, Perry, I have not laughed. You definitely shouldn't be watching that show if you want to see, like, love that no 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 like, no no. you know like that builds a like sustaining marriage or anything no, 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 like no. that i know there's people that are gonna be like hey there's like two of them yeah but how many seasons are 25 there? and like 15 <laughs> of the bachelorette like it's not a successful <laughs> formula but it is a successful formula to make fun of and laugh at so 
Okay. It, yeah, no, I actually did kind of have fun with the two episodes I watched. Oh it was gosh. very they're very cringy. They're from season 10. Uh yeah. very cringy. Oh man, but... it's so funny. I just can't even. I just <laughs> it, it gets it gets me, man. It gets me. Nice. Nice. Well, now we're back with what feels this is episode 51 feels like a brand new season. Getting kind of back to the basics. Uh, doing just a good old fashioned ranking yeah. of a Disney topic, which we haven't done in a while. A good old, We've done some rankings, but a good old fashioned ranking of a new fashioned thing. True, based on an old fashioned thing. Yeah, you guys hear us talk about animation so much. We're specifically not talking about animation today, except for we're talking about movies that are all based on animation. So it definitely relates to the animation, but it's live action, live action Disney remakes specifically. So, mm-hmm. pretty excited. We've had this episode kind of on the back burner for a little while, thinking about it. Ne- knew we needed to each watch a couple uh, remakes first so that we've seen all of them and can get a accurate opinion on each of them. Although, I believe there's one that Wes didn't get a chance to see, but we'll blame Disney Plus on that. Yeah, and I... Dude, hey, I was trucking to get those movies in. Are you proud? Yeah, man, I... I, I am, and I also went back and watched about six of them in the last, like, three or four days. Yeah. We... Uh, just just finished watching two of them. So, let's let's first see... Let's first talk about... Mm-hmm. All right. Here are the ten contenders. This is... These are the, these are the ten live-action Disney remakes yes, that we are considering today. Uh, we are not considering... Well, first of all, we'll, we'll start with Alice in Wonderland. That's 2010. That's the one that started it all. In terms of a remake that was made, you know, big budget, uh, big release. We're not counting some of the older ones. We know there was some 101 Dalmatians remakes and whatnot. Uh, not counting that. Then we go to Maleficent, which is a remake of Beauty or of Sleeping Beauty, but we're not counting the sequel because that is all new lore. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Cinderella from 2015. Uh, and The Jungle Book, 2016. We do not count Alice Through the Looking Glass. For any of you guys who are wondering, that is also new, uh, a new story that we're not that is not a remake. Then we go to Beauty and the Beast well, from 2017. It's not. It's not like it was part of the original Alice in Wonderland book. True, but it was yeah. not an original. It was not a Disney animated movie. I don't think. Yeah. Good. Good clarification. It is part of the book but it is not based on a disney animated movie correct uh so yeah beauty and the beast from 2017 christopher robin we are not counting because that is not a remake either that is just a an adaptation of a classic of classic characters but it's it's all new but we do thank ewan mcgregor for his contribution to society absolutely we do and then we've got Dumbo, 2019. We've got Aladdin from 2019. We've got The Lion King from 2019. The They did some work in 2019. They also have Lady and the Tramp from 2019. So all of those I mean, they crank we are those counting. Out. And then Mulan from 2020. And you know, Wes, one of, something weird. As I just started scrolling through all of these, just a list of IMDb Disney live action remakes. Mm-hmm. From 2000, 102 Dalmatians directed by our own Kevin Lima. Friend mm-hmm. of the show. Wow. Friend of the show. Directed 102 Dalmatians. Did not know that. That's cool. But uh, alas, we are the, not ranking that one or the 101 Dalmatians that was released in 1996. That that does not count as well. Uh, 
So, uh, with that being said, those are the ten. Um, yeah, I mean, how how should we start? Who do you, who who wants to go first? We've we've watched all of them but one, so maybe you should go first and just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go. So, because I imagine it's a by default. I even wrote on my on my piece of paper by default. <laughs> ah, nice, nice. Yeah. So while I trucked through and watched five movies in the last couple of days, as a man who works and has a life, couldn't get them all, and it, Maleficent was not on Disney Plus. So unfortunately, by default, it is my number ten because I have absolutely nothing to gauge it on because I have seen nothing. True. So that is sad, and I I will take the hit for the team on that one, but I tried. You did. All right. Now that that's out of the way, we're ranking all movies that we've seen from here on out. So we yes, have sir. opinions on all of these. <laughs> and most of them recently. <laughs> and most of them very recently, especially for Wes, because I believe you hadn't seen, what, four of them? Four of the nine that you've seen now. No, I think you six. You have not seen. I think I hadn't six? seen six. What? I had not. Here, so since Saturday, I watched... Cinderella, Lady and the Tramp, Alice in Wonderland, Dumbo, and Mulan. Yeah, all for the first Five time. Five of them. Wow. And Maleficent was the only one I missed. Okay. Well done. Thank all you. right. You did well. You powered through. You had a very busy schedule as well with being a track coach now and like having meetings at night 30 minutes away from your house for yeah, 4-H. It's, it's a tough life, man. Yeah, that's it's tough. a tough life. All right. Uh, my number 10, Wes. Mm-hmm. Um, is simply the one that I would least want to watch again. I actually really, <laughs> I actually really struggled with this one, and it might be different than you than you expect. Uh, I put Dumbo, okay, as my number ten, my l- last place. Now this is pretty big. We uh we pulled the Instagram today asking their um favorites and their least favorites uh of the live actions and we'll get to those results later but yeah dumbo for this reason and this reason only it is just boring so boring i don't want to watch it again that is all <laughs> like it's n- it is not as much of a mess as some of the other movies on this list sure but it's just so boring and i don't want to watch it and i i didn't really like the original dumbo that much Sure. Um, so I didn't like have that interest. Like before Beauty and the Beast came out in 2017, like mm-hmm. I had it on my calendar because I love Beauty the, the original Beauty and the Beast. But Dumbo, I just didn't care at all about. So it was already behind the eight ball. I will say uh, Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, like there's some actors in it. I don't know yeah, what I was, they're I was, doing. I was, in it. My, my doppelganger was in the movie, man. Yeah, Dan. What is it with Danny and being like a circus guy? Because he's so little, man. Like, didn't you watch? Did you end up watching uh, Animal Crackers? No, not yet. Okay, that's Animal Crackers is the is the Tony Bancroft directed uh, movie that went on Netflix this past July. That we did a uh, Kelly and I did a uh, BMC on, and. Danny DeVito voices the same exact kind of character. Well, he voices a clown that's in the Got circus. Yeah. So I guess nice. I guess in this movie he's not technically a clown, but he, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, sure. what is it with Danny DeVito as a little circus guy? Um, I don't know what Michael Keaton's doing in this movie. He's far too talented to be getting involved. Uh, I mean, 
I feel like Michael Keaton is like the absolute definition of hit or miss. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, right. He. I have never seen Birdman, but apparently it was great. Um, but also he's just like the police chief and the other guys, and like the police chief that doubles as the guy as a guy that works at Bed Bath and Beyond. Like that's an odd character. I feel like he was also like the most forgettable Batman of all time, only because you know George Clooney's was so bad and Val Kilmer's wasn't great either. You know, you make a good point. I mean, he's really in some bad roles. Yeah, and so like. But then again, he's also like the vulture, right? That's he's his name. Vulture. He's in some good stuff. Yeah. Which like he's as well. He, I got I got some big vulture vibes. Probably because you know he's the villain. You know in both. Sure. And I do I I think Michael Keaton does creepy very well, and so I was and okay cre- with creepy and crazy. I was okay with him doing this. I really like Colin Farrell, um, but yeah, I just this movie was just so boring. Colin Farrell's really good in The Gentleman. I'll say that for sure. Um, yeah. I, I I won't lie, Perry. Dumbo was not... Do you want to hear my Dumbo watching experience? Should we wait till it comes up on your list? Or is it coming up next? It's not coming up next, so we can wait. Okay. We can wait. Okay, we'll wait. So that's your number Dumbo 10? watching experience. That was my number 10. I do not want to watch it again. The end. That is Dumbo. Good night. Close curtain. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right, Perry, my number nine. I would define it as a steaming pile of garbage. (laughs) Um, I would define it as one of the most disappointing things I've ever watched. And I would define it as bad um, and ruining a franchise. Okay. And my number nine is Mulan, and I even hate saying its name because it <laughs> was so bad. It was so bad. I was almost physically angry after watching it. You take uh. out Mushu, you take out the actual love interest and give her this fake one that she doesn't right. even, you know, capitalize on. You put in a witch that turns into a bird and bats and give her absolutely no arc of development or development and give her a random redemption point at the end. Yeah, you I, changed, I don't get the witch. You change the name of the Huns to the Rorans for no reason when the <laughs> Huns are historically accurate in the first place. It's yep. just, you give her... You say that she's a good warrior because her chi is more aligned. Like, what the crap are you even talking about? <laughs> I, like, ugh, I'm just so angry even thinking about it. Every, nothing. The, Perry, the only part of this movie that I liked, the only part was in the end credits when Christina Aguilera sang Reflection again. <laughs> that uh, is the nice. only part that put any serotonin in my mind. As you can tell, yep. I'm pretty fired up and I'm never watching it again. There you go. Uh, well, that transitions perfectly into my number nine, which is the biggest absolute mess uh, and disgraceful uh, remake to the original of this group, and that's Mulan as well. Uh, I totally agree with you. It's just, well, I don't understand the decision-making. It's I was hesitant to be excited for this remake, the whole time mm-hmm. they took I've given my opinions on Mulan on this show so I don't really need to give a whole lot more 
But yeah, I agree with you. You've now seen it. You can now agree with me. Just so sloppy. If if you love action and nothing else and you don't care about the original movie, you may like Mulan. Honestly, if you don't care about the original Mulan and you just love action, you might like it. But I think it's dumb. You give her a superpower just so she can be the strongest yeah. person and instead of using courage and bravery and it's, poise yeah, and wisdom. It, instead of actually actual em- human qualities. Yeah, instead of actually empowering women, you just gave her a crutch to lean on. Yeah, pretty I'm much. S- so mad. I have superpowers, therefore I can do this. Like, no, Mulan can do it because yeah. she's a badass. Yeah, Ugh, exactly. So mad. So mad. Uh, ah. All right, well, never well. have to talk about that again. Just kidding. Until next week, probably. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, until we decide that we need a good rant on this show, we'll, we'll hold off. Yeah, I'm glad you've now seen it, though. So I know it was something you were trying to avoid seeing because you didn't want that experience. But... I know. I know. Oh well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. So my number What's eight, your right? Number eight is Dumbo. All right. So I won't lie, I didn't hate it. It it was pretty boring, like you said. Um, but I can tell you that my Dumbo watching experience made me feel a lot. Okay. Okay. So how do you feel about the original Dumbo? I would avoid watching it because it would make me sad. Mm. I I think the thing that makes me most upset in this world is animal cruelty. Okay. okay, and that is exactly what happens just over and over again, and like the whole separating the elephant from its mother. I mean, how awful can you get? Um, and so that was the first thing that made me feel right, and then just like watching, you know, Michael Keaton and his people be like kind of bad to Dumbo, like that made me feel. And because I was feeling so many things about animals that just have it hard, I started scrolling through the Lafayette Humane Society website to see if the, all the animals that needed adopted. And so I won't lie, I cried during Dumbo because I was just feeling everything. Uh, okay, <laughs> but, all right, but not a great movie. Yeah, not a great movie. But it was yeah. fine. I I don't think here's something that I struggle with with Dumbo. I don't think you know should I be fortunate enough to be married and have kids someday? I don't think it's a movie I would be like, okay, family movie night, kiddos, let's watch Dumbo. You know, right? It's not fun. No. Tim like, Burton doesn't really know fun, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Tim I, Tim Burton has a style. His style is adored by some. His style is kind of creepy by other by most. Yeah. Uh, it's just not... F- like, uh, he just doesn't know how to make a movie fun, I don't yeah. think. And, I mean, so. but Dumbo's not, like, meant to be fun. Right, right. But it is kind of a more innocent story, like it's yeah. supposed to be. Outside of the crows that they did take out, they rightfully took out of this this remake. So, yeah, but I mean, like Dan DeVito was in it, so that was in it, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, I I actually ended up liking Danny DeVito's character. Real talk, real talk. So Danny DeVito is the voice of what's his face in Hercules. Um, what's his name? Phil. Phil, have Hercu- you ever seen a character that Danny DeVito has voiced that doesn't look like Danny DeVito? So, so here's, what, here, here's what Think I'm getting about at. It. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> here's what I'm getting at, though. So Danny DeVito, you know, played uh, Medici. Uh-huh. Maxim- Maximilian Medici, is that right? Is that, is that his name? Something like that. I'm not um, going to 
ever watch it again, so I, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna care. In this Dumbo movie, and a Hercules live action is imminent. Philatites? Will he be Phil again? Uh, that is the question, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think that would be hilarious if he's just in both. Like, let's give Danny DeVito recurring roles in Disney live action remakes. Why not? When we when we have Snow White eventually, like, make him a dwarf, please. <laughs> Danny DeVito. He's trending 606th right. voice actor this week on that website, if you're wondering. 606th? 606th. That's insane. We're not yep. up that high, so. No. Where am I at? Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. All right. This is this is also kind of a mess of a movie for me. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. It is one that I just rewatched like a couple days ago. I knew I didn't love it, um, but I wanted to rewatch it again because it's been a while. I wanted to make sure I had a recent opinions on it. The one that kind of started it all, started this whole wave because it made a billion dollars. And so they're just like, let's remake everything, which some of these we've liked. And we'll get to those. But this was also directed by Tim Burton. Which makes sense. Um, that one yeah, makes sense. it does. It does. This one makes sense. He's good at weird. And he doesn't... Honestly, it's not It's not horrendous. Um, it's very much like the original in the sense that it is very weird. Like, the original animated movie is very weird. If you haven't seen it recently, mm-hmm. you probably need to watch it again because you probably remember it differently than it actually is. It is, it is a strange yeah. animated movie. It is not one of my favorites, but, you know, in a certain mood. Yeah, um, and, and the story of Alice bad. in Wonderland is just whack. It's just whack. Right. In fact, right. In fact, Perry, it is defined as... Quote, literary nonsense. Uh-huh. That is like the genre that it falls under because it makes no sense and everything that's thrown into it is just like, oh, yep, this is real. Nice. Yeah, I looked that up. That was the research I did for this episode. This movie is actually loaded with a really good cast and that is what holds it somewhat together. Alice is Mia Wasikowska. Don't really know who she is that much. Was was she in some kind of like Disney Channel show that made her famous? I don't remember her from anything, honestly. I want to say like Phil of the Future or something, maybe. Or let me look. I don't know. Her hair looked great though. She had great hair. That was the best part of that movie for me. She had great hair. <laughs> nice, Johnny. Our good, our good friend Johnny. The Depp, just kidding, we don't know him, but uh, we'd love to. Um, <laughs> he is he is the Mad Hatter. Helena Bonham Carter, the Red Queen. Anne Hathaway, oh, the White I, Queen. I love Helena. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she is. I love she her. She is actually really good. She's in this. She's in Cinderella. She's in Les Mis. Oh, she's just great. Yep. Uh, you've got Alan Rickman, R.I.P. He's a caterpillar. Stephen Fry is a Cheshire Cat. Michael Sheen as the White Rabbit. Just really good uh, cast. Kind of makes it entertaining enough, um, but not a good movie. It is really just a mess of of a plot. Um, and, and, and it is like the book. Uh, it's nonsense, literary nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's it's the movie is nonsense as well, but in a certain mood, you know, it's weird enough. That's what I told Wes when he when he was like not looking forward to watching it. I was like, honestly, it might be your kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, well, we can just keep talking about it, Perry, because it is my number seven. Okay. Um. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I was really anticipating hating it because I don't like I don't really like creepy things. 
And I thought it would be creepy because the Mad Hatter, I mean, just like his image with Johnny Depp looks creepy. Sure. But I didn't, I didn't hate it. And I want to say I've only, I've probably only seen the original Alice in Wonderland once and I was probably a kid. Um, but I love the Red Queen, Helena. Like, I thought she was great. I just loved Off with the head! Time. Off with the head! <laughs> I loved every single time she screamed that. Um, yep. I, I was confused as to why she would dream about things, and then all of a sudden she was in the hole, and then she was just kind of vibing, trying to figure things out, and then all of a sudden she's a chosen warrior, like, I... Fighting a... Fighting a dragon-ish uh, thing. What was that, it, like, what was it called? There's a lot of made-up words. Not the banner snatch. The banner snatch was like her pal by the end. Yeah. And then there was there was futterwhacking. Futterwhacking is a dance thing. It's uh, Jabberwocky, right? Jabberwocky, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. I just. <sighs> What's your opinion on futter futterwhacking? Yeah, it just looked like a nonsensical version of the stinky leg. <laughs> I just like saying it. Yeah, it wasn't great, but I I was I didn't hate watching it. I mean, I it ended and I was like, "Oh. I mean, yeah, that wasn't I don't feel like I wasted 2 hours of my life." So, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Not, not did, did you watch that one at work or at home? I watched it at home. Okay. Did you watch any of these at work? I watched Cinderella at work. Nice. Uh, moving on, number 7. Hit me with it, Perry. My number 7 is Maleficent. Okay. Yeah, now you can talk about um, it cuz I know nothing. So now I can talk about it. I haven't seen it in a long time, and the reason Wes hasn't seen it is because it's not on Disney+. Plus. You have to pay for it. Yeah, just not... We just were like, eh, we don't have enough time to do that right now. But I have seen it, so... I remember last time I watched it, it was... Like, I was, like, not sure if I liked the twist they did on it. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it for you, Wes, honestly. Because that's what I do here on this podcast. I spoil movies for people. Uh, So, first of all... Maleficent actually does have feelings for Sleeping Beauty in this. Like, like, actually, no, wait, I, t- I take that back now that I'm remembering it. Okay, so Maleficent actually takes care of Aurora for a good portion of the movie, if I okay. am not mistaken. Or like, or, like, Aurora, like, finds her in, like, the garden or something, and they're, like, friends, if I remember right. So there's, like, a relationship there um, that is made. Okay. In between, in between, like, so as a baby, she is still cursed, like in the normal Sleeping Beauty. And then at 16, like, the, the curse happens. Mm-hmm. But in between this, like, there's a relationship that's formed. And she's like, yeah, so she's, they like each other, basically. Mm-hmm. The prince, Philip, does meet her, does go and, like, try to kiss her. And, uh, and in this version... It's like, nope, of course that didn't work. You only met her once. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious because in the original Sleeping Beauty, Philip meets her like once and then he's the he's the true love's kiss, yeah. right? But in this iteration, he goes, he kisses her and it's like, no, of course that didn't work because you've met her one time. There's no true mm-hmm. love. So shut your mouth. And then uh, actually it's Maleficent that, is the the true love's kiss ironically in like a motherly way but there's a big there's still a big fight because uh the king 
wants to kill her and all that mm-hmm. jazz and she knew, she knows she needs to she's the one that can save Aurora so it's kind of weird I didn't hate it it's it's obviously good enough to get a sequel because it got a sequel made money honestly Angelina Jolie kind of killed it good for her herself good for her so Ellie Fanning I believe is uh, Aurora so okay cool beans there you go yeah that's that's me going back it's been a while since i watched it so that's my that's the best i can really remember probably should have like pulled up a uh a refresher on it but oh well oh well it happens cool yep what's your number seven wes i did my number seven perry oh what's your number six wes number six i have the lion king at number six right on i also have the lion king at number six wow look at us go we are just on a vibe today perry does that mean our top five are the same five i think it does it definitely means that our bottom five are the same not the same order necessarily but they're all in right right i can almost guarantee they're not in the same order but they're all the same so perry i will say uh my beef with lion king which i don't i don't know really i don't really know how I feel about making this statement, but I'm going to make it anyway. My beef with The Lion King is that it's just the same movie. Exactly. But also, here I am throwing an absolute fit over how they changed all of Mulan. So, I guess I just need something in between. Right. But then but then again, like, like Cinderella is basically just the same movie. Some of these, some of but, these movies have found a way to maintain the integrity of the story while also pushing forward the plot. Some of yeah, these yeah, later yeah. The, some of these top 5 have kept the integrity of the original story while yeah. also pushing forward the knowledge that we know about the characters and giving us more um, yeah. That's a good that's a good explanation, Perry. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Mulan um, did not keep the integrity of the story and that's no, why trash. it failed. But Lion um, King did. Yeah, and but they, they had, added nothing else. Yeah, they had a great voice cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had all stars in there: Donald Glover, Beyonce. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. And there was some other ones which now I'm forgetting, but I remember reading them at the time, and it was a big deal. Um, sure. But I mean, yeah. I thought I think I would rather watch the original Lion King. You know? Oh, absolutely. And a so movie would... that and a movie that was made almost what twenty five years later. Is that right? Yeah. I, uh, I almost isn't Lion King like 94, 94. Yeah. 94. Yeah. yeah 25 was, years later. So like, I just wish I, I hate saying I wish it was better. I mean like they had the songs that was great and it made a billion and it's going to get sequels. So we'll see how those go. I don't know how I feel about that. But they, they, gonna, they, they sucked all the emotion out of it. By by going this hyper realistic route, mm-hmm. um, I think of like when like the Sonic the Hedgehog art came out at first, mm-hmm. and everybody like hated it. They're like, "This looks disgusting," and so they went back to the drawing board, delayed the movie, but mm-hmm. got Sonic's look a little right. more like the cartoon, less mm-hmm. hyper realistic, or I guess, how do you make a, a blue hedgehog that runs re- hyper realistic? But yeah, they got his like dimensions better. The big head with the yeah. huge eyes with the lion King. They were so just scared. John Favreau did it. And I just feel like he was so scared to mess up on probably the most beloved mm-hmm. Disney Renaissance classic. 
that he just made the whole movie the exactly the exact same, and he wanted the animals to look as realistic as possible, which ended up sucking the emotion right mm-hmm. out of them in a very emotional movie. You can't you can't see that emotion on the, on the face of a lion. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they added nothing when you know they had the opportunity to make a two hour and twenty minute movie when the original is an hour thirty hour. 35 hour 40 something like that mm-hmm. you have the you have the ability to add 40 minutes to the to the uh to the runtime and in that time you can add scenes about mufasa's backstory with scar like why yeah. where's the where's yeah. the bad blood there you can add more backstory on simba nala you can add like there's you could add backstory on pumbaa and timon yeah there's things you can do that push forward the story and they did none of it yeah so, so. And I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the CGI could have looked better. If, think so? Maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. Okay. I, don't know. I thought. I, also, I think it looks great. Personally, I think so. so. I wasn't necessarily disappointed by the Lion King, but I wasn't particularly thrilled. It was just a letdown, you know. Yeah. Watching IMAX. Um. Yeah. Just, just a letdown. Uh, I I wouldn't by any means call it the worst no, of no, these no, no. remakes. Not, Not close. Not close. Nothing is. Yeah, yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It All do right, be break, what it do be. Break us into the top five, Wes. Let's see if we're break still on the same page. Into the top five, Perry Wilson. My number five is the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book. Okay. The Jungle Book. We got Mowgli. I forget the bear's name right now. That's really embarrassing. Baloo. Baloo. Oh, I was thinking. You know what I was Sloth thinking? Bear. You know what, what I was thinking? thinking? Bear in the big blue house. Oh yeah, that's his name. He's a bear <laughs> in the big blue house in the jungle. Ah, <laughs> uh, dang it, uh, Perry. I'm. We saw this together, didn't we? I think we did. Possibly. I think it came out in 2016. Uh, is that right? Yeah, 2016. I, I'm 90% sure we wouldn't watch it together. And I remember watching it for the first time, and I was like, oh. This was great. Um, and maybe maybe part of me wasn't that amazed by The Lion King because the Jungle Book kind of did it first. <laughs> right. It's the same technology, same look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the South American jungle as compared to African savannah. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought Jungle Book was... Actually, I, th- I take that back. It's an Indian jungle. Definitely an Indian jungle. Now yeah, I think about it. You're right. You're Siberian right, you're right. tiger. But I I really liked Jungle Book. It was, once again, a lot like the original. Um, I liked Mowgli a lot. I felt that he was, like, more... I don't want to say that. Um, more personality than in the first one. And okay, mo- and more like more of a of a boy finding himself than the first one. Yeah, um, they give him a lot of character depth. A yeah, lot yeah, more. Yeah, um, I remember being absolutely shook when King Louis was so massive. Oh yeah, I thought that was this really cool. Gigantopithecus. Yeah, he is really cool. I thought that was really Wes, cool. I just watched that tonight. Oh really? Yeah, as a refresher. Wow. Yep. But. Yeah, so Jungle Book is my number five, and I also haven't seen it in a while, and so maybe some recency bias could be stealing some glory from it. Mm. Um, so I will put that in there as a factor. Okay, right on. 
Okay, my number five, Wes, is a movie that I watched for the first time a couple days ago. Uh-huh. Disney Plus original. I think it was originally meant to be in theaters. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm wrong about that. I think it was it was meant to be a a drop on Disney Plus for the November twelfth, twenty nineteen launch. Ah. And it's Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp. I thought I would hate this movie, and that's why I didn't watch it until recently, uh, because I thought it would just be boring and and didn't it didn't do great uh, ratings wise. Not bad, but uh, surprisingly decent. I will say the uh, the first like few quite a few scenes when they use the actual the actual puppy mm-hmm. um, before they start adding a bunch of CGI so that they can make them talk to each other. Uh, I thought that was so cute. Yeah, just adorable scenes with a puppy and and they do use real dogs on and off throughout mm-hmm. the movie uh in between scenes where they are you know actually conversing and yep i think they do a really nice job honestly it's a movie that i never particularly loved uh the original so you know which took away the draw for watching this mm-hmm. remake but it also gives you the opportunity to improve on it in my mind like, mm-hmm. I think they do a really nice job, honestly. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's just it's nothing special. It's not like one that I'm gonna rewatch a bunch of times. But I think that the remake does justice to the original, and it improves it improves on it a little bit in some of the story aspects. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 well done. It's nicely yeah. done for which, a, for Disney Plus original. Which really, that's all we want. We want them to. Keep true to the basic of the importance of the story and push it just a little bit farther. And Perry, it's my number four, so nice. we can just keep on the train. Yeah. Um, listen, Wes, I have one humongous question. Oh, okay. And this is the only big question I have for the movie, and it's just ginormous. Just kidding. Okay. It's not that big. Okay. Jock, the dog, is uh-huh. a female. Yes. Why? What do you mean why? Her name is Jocelyn. Not in the in the original Jock is like a Scottish terrier, just like in this one where he, she's a Scottish terrier. But he's like a a feisty old Scottish terrier, you know, sounds like Scrooge McDuck kind of thing. Um, <laughs> in this, it's a female. I'm not sure why. The best I can give is that they like wanted. See, no, I was gonna say is for like the care the dog's character is like a model for the mother like the the Mm -hmm. pet owner in this one i don't know i don't know what the like i just it's not that big of a deal but it was just curious to me that they felt the need to make the change maybe the voice actor was just better as a female maybe that could also be it like the yeah. casting went, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just the kind of guy that always looks into those decisions of like, why, like this, this change was made, why? So anyway, go ahead, sure. Wes, talk about it. Yeah, well, Perry, I'm a big, big Lady and the Tramp fan. Also, a big fan of Lady and the Tramp Two: Scamp's Adventure. Ah, um, uh, you've talked about that sh- on this show. Very underrated VHS tape from my young. I also years. enjoyed Scamp's Adventure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um. Now, Perry, uh, animals and dogs in general have a big soft spot in my heart. And so that probably aids in my ranking a little bit. Um, I also just think the story of the two dogs kind of falling in love is kind of cute. 
But, like, in the end, because they fell in love, like, the tramp gets adopted, which is, like, the end goal, right? That's what we all want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, they nailed the Tony's, Tony's restaurant. They oh, nailed yeah. that scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was so fun. I really enjoyed, like, the montage of the tramp and lady, like, going on an adventure. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like in this movie... And it's been a while since I've seen the original, so give me some grace here. But in this movie, I felt much more attached to Lady than the original. Okay. You know what I mean? I, yeah. And I, I think it's because we get we do get to see her, like, do the baby thing, like, grow up, see the family, and then all of a sudden get this, just, like, her soul wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Helen from Drake and Josh was in it. I was sad she was a villain, though. I don't really like her being a villain because I uh. like her a lot. But, um, good voice cast. Uh, so, lady's voice is Valkyrie from Thor. Yep, Tessa Thompson. Um, I don't remember the Tramps voice actor, but he's also famous. Yes, uh, he is voiced by Justin Thoreau. Yes, yes, yes. You've got... And Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Oh, Dodge Ray. <laughs> All of the, ab- the voice that sounds like any, molasses and country fried chicken. Any deep voice in your commercial, see Sam. <laughs> but yeah, Sam Elliott, the Hound Dog. Oh, so I, I'll watch anything Sam Elliott is in. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was funny how they list like a bunch of names at the beginning, and then after all the names of the voice actors and 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 human actors are through it says and with the talents of sam elliott or something <laughs> like that like as if just to make sure like he gets a bigger casting yeah, yeah, yeah. credit well he probably is the most famous person in that cast i would assume uh, yeah sam elliott or tessa thompson i mean tessa thompson is is pretty huge she is now but like longevity wise sure sure sam elliott. Um, i also really enjoyed the dog catcher oh i i mean like i say i hated him but like i hated him because he was the antagonist right 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 like I, he, I thought he was a he was the take on the dog catcher being like a main character was and, really interesting. And the take on the dog catcher was it just felt to me so accurate of the normal world of a man who's like in a very small like justice position that takes it way too far. Yeah. Uh yeah. what is the dog catcher? I was hoping for like I won't lie. I was hoping for a little bit of, like, redemption from the dog catcher, like, saying he wants to get dogs off the streets to get them adopted, but that didn't happen, so it really just reveals that he, to the core, is garbage. <laughs> yeah, but he's funny. <laughs> oh, for sure he's funny. I, I I, I, like the scene at the end where he's, like, in their house, like, I'm just gonna wait here. <laughs> like, he will be here. I'm just gonna wait. Yeah. I can't find who the actor was on here. I feel like his last name is like Martinez or Rodriguez. Oh, Adrian Mart? No, is that it? Adrian Martinez, Elliot. Yeah, that's it. That. Elliot. That's the, his name. the the dog catcher's name was Elliot. Yes. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, if you didn't know as well, uh, Janelle Monet. She was the is Peg. Oh, she was the Lhasa Apsa. Yeah. Yeah, and Benedict Wong is Bull, and they're they're a funny combo. Mm-hmm as well so yeah pretty solid pretty yeah, solid i, they did I good. was pleasantly surprised my expectations were low and that always helps <laughs> i i watched it immediately after mulan which always helps 
Ah, there you go. Nice. All right, moving along. That was your number four. That was my number. My four. number four. You just talked about, which means that our top three are <laughs> three all the is same. The same. So my number four is the Jungle Book. Uh, just watched it. Finished watching it. Yeah, about eight o'clock, and then I watched about an hour of Beauty and the Beast um, to make sure I knew where to put that on my list. Um, so Jungle Book, I would say it adds a good amount to the story, like you were saying, adds a lot of depth to some of the characters, to Mowgli especially, to Baloo. Um, I love uh, Bill Murray's take on Baloo. Mm-hmm. Love the scene with um, King Louie, the Gigantopithecus. I, I mean, it's just, it's, and and the, the fact that, okay, he doesn't actually need to go home, you know, like, yeah, like, does, or he, I say home, but he doesn't actually need to go to the man village. He can stay home, even if he doesn't look the same as everybody else, uh, meaning the animals. So, I mean, that's the message they were trying to portray, mm-hmm. but that's his home. And Idris Elba, fantastic as yep. Shere Khan, although... I question the power balance when he kills um, Akila, mm-hmm. the wolf, yeah, it was because tough. because a pack of wolves would definitely be able to take down a single tiger, in my opinion. In my humble opinion. Yeah, but they would have to have to have the natural conscience to attack as a pack. Sure, but don't they? I don't know. They're pack hunters. That's what they do, right? Maybe. I don't know. I. I feel like the, I understand. I, I understand. I'm pretty sure point. I've heard that wolves are like the top of the food chain. Like packs of wolves are like higher up on the food chain in that area than tigers, I would guess. But single tiger against single wolf, sure. I don't know. That was just a thought of mine. But yeah, I think Ben Kingsley did a great job mm-hmm. as um, Bagheera. I think Scarlett Johansson was good in her in her brief her five moment. Minutes. Yeah, as Ka, she was. Ugh, chilling. So yeah, um, whack. Yeah, it's Ugh. crazy that it's almost all like blue screen and CGI. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. almost all blue screen. And it looks great. It looks. Great. And it looks really good. It looks really good. So Jungle Book number four, and so we've got our number three, Wes, or our, our top threes. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am curious to see what you've got as your number three. Let's hear it. Barry, my number three is from 2015, Cinderella. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, and so I watched it today for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? At Perry? work. <laughs> Stop it right now. Um, here's here's a couple takeaways for me, Perry. Kate Blanchett, I love her. I love her. Great villain. Um, she's so cold as a villain, you know, um, yeah. as Hella, as this stepmother, I mean, she's just like cold and just is like, Hmm, I don't care what you think. I'm going to hurt you anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's very, she's, I don't know if this is a good thing to say to someone, but she's so good at playing someone who's so incredibly selfish. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I just, I love it when she's on the screen. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> and also, you know, Thor Ragnarok came out, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Um, I would imagine 2016. Was That'd it that long? Guess. That'd be my guess. Yeah. I'm going to guess 2017. 
Could at be. the at the earliest. But anyway, sister is fifty one now, so she would have been like in her forties then. She looks great. Good for her. She's killing the game. Mm. So that is takeaway number one. Kate Blanchett, phenomenal woman. Number two, Perry. You know, they always say that girls are waiting on their Prince Charming, right? Yes. No. Maybe. Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. Okay. Every girl wants a Prince Charming, right? Stereotypically stereotypically speaking in the realm of America. Let's throw that away, Perry, because I want my Cinderella, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Cinderella. Man, I... I am have Perry. Ever since this morning, I have been having inner turmoil on who the best Disney princess is after watching this movie, because Cinderella is calm. She's patient. She's kind. She's compassionate. She and supportive. She is a grade A ten out of ten woman in the heart. Okay, <laughs> you're right. You're. I mean, you're, like, you're right on. At like, man, I'm just like, why, why can't I be like that? <laughs> Uh, Wes, all you need to do is be kind. Wait, it's it's have courage first. Have courage and be kind. I guess, but man, I, Perry, I am now really heavily debating that Cinderella could be my favorite princess, which feels but really But only basic. the live action one. I don't know. <laughs> That's tough. Like I That's said, tough. I'm, I'm really, okay, of the lot, hell. She is, she is. She is quite charming. She really is. She did a Even great job. Even though she job. looks for her, her prince charming, but she's easily as charming. And I think it was, I think of of all the Disney princesses, like Cinderella probably comes to mind first, right? Right. To me, it was so cool to watch the dress be turned into the blue dress. Mm. And it was so cool to watch the pumpkin become the carriage. Sure. Like it was yeah. so, it was so neat to see those things come to life. It was so neat to see a glass slipper like in someone's hand. Um, yeah, it was very it was it was nicely done. I enjoyed watching it. Would gladly watch it again. Yeah. Right on, man. Right yeah. on. I will talk about that again later. Later. Uh, later actually, which means which indicates it's not my number 3. It is not. My number 3 would actually be Aladdin. Ah, nice. Let me preface. Aladdin, the original 1991 is my favorite disney animated movie of all time Uh, if you've checked out my rankings on the cinema psycho.com uh actually wait first i need to say 1992 not 91 i definitely said 91 that's beauty and the beast um i don't want to make that embarrassing mistake for my favorite uh disney animated movie of all time but yeah, Aladdin. So that's tough shoes to fill. Um, I was a little hesitant. It was directed by Guy Ritchie, who I, I do like the Guy Ritchie style. Um, some people don't, so that was good that I already was kind of into that style that he ha- he has for filmmaking. I feel like it doesn't look all that fantastic. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, sure. Just this. It, it looks fine. Like the setting, the look of it. It's it's not what catches the eye. And neither does the addition to the story. Like, they do add to the story. They add to Jasmine a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got, you know, her power ballad. And uh, it may not even, I don't even know if you call it a ba- power ballad, honestly. It is it's, a power ballad. Would it's you call a power it a, ballad. Okay. Yeah. The and greatest so she, power ballad. She's got a whole new wrinkle. But 
she's not uh i love how they like she wants she's she's now a, a lot stronger and they they push forward the the ideas of independence that she kind of asserts in the original though they never really do anything with it she does kind of assert that she's not a she's not a prize to be won she wants to get yeah. outside the palace she doesn't want to just be a a princess that some guy just comes and sweeps off her feet um mm-hmm. Nothing really ends up going that like that doesn't really end up going anywhere in the original, but they kind of take that and push it farther in this one. She is so she has a whole new wrinkle, but she's still very poised, very uh, feminine in that. I, I actually just listened to a Evangeline Lilly interview recently. Uh, if you recognize that name, she was uh, she the Wasp. She was also mm. in the Hobbit movies. She was also very famously known to be Kate in the Lost franchise. Very accomplished actress. And she talked about uh, recently how every movie nowadays has the, you know, the the B.A. hardcore woman that doesn't need a man, that is as strong as the men. And they're basically, what she said, just just a man, uh, yeah. but, but in the body of a woman. Um, they're not emotional. They're just strong and whatever. And she's like, she said she used to take pride in that character. Um, mm-hmm. being the strong woman character, but she f- she feels like now every movie has that, and, and it kind of takes away from what you expect women to be. And so she said, with her character Hope Van Dyne in The Wasp, she really wanted to add a wrinkle of like being uh, not only strong and independent, but also feminine, yeah. poised, have not afraid to express her emotions, like adding that bit of both is really interesting. So uh, in in terms of Aladdin, I think Jasmine does it really well where she is a very much an independent person and strong uh, force of will, but she's still very feminine and very poised um, and graceful. So I like the take on her. Some people don't, but I do. Yeah. Um, And what makes Aladdin like, I think a really good movie is simply this. This is the reason right here. It's so stinking hilarious. Yeah. That's it. It's just so funny. It makes me laugh so hard. And that's that's the reason that the Aladdin remake is that high on my list. Okay. Well, Perry, uh, let's just keep the train rolling because Aladdin is my number two. Right on. Um, and, Perry, will you please say the actor's name who played Aladdin? Because I can't. Uh, Mina Masood. Okay, Mina Masood. I loved him as a. Do you? So many people don't. I don't okay. hate him. I really don't. I loved I don't, him. I, I thought he him. fit the part. I thought he had the boyish charm while also like the maturity of a young man. I'd agree. And I thought he was fun. He was whimsical. He wasn't the best singer, but he didn't right. need to be. He's got you know? the look. He's got the smile. Um, he's got the yeah the charm, the arrogance. But you're right. The singing's not really there. But his singing wasn't all that amazing in the original Aladdin. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's be honest. Robin Williams' genie is a hard pair of shoes to fill. Yes. Right. And I think Will Smith did a great job. Right. He did it justice. At and least. he and he didn't do the Robin Williams genie. He did the Will Smith genie, which I think which, is important. Which was great. Yeah. And. Don't even get me started on Naomi Squat, a pure queen. <laughs> Naomi Squat? Naomi Scott. <laughs> An absolute gem of a woman 
played an incredible Jasmine, looked the the most identical you could be to a you know cartoon actress. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Um, and oh my gosh, the power ballad, speechless, the best music Disney has produced since Let It Go and Frozen. Don't even at me. Might even be better. Mm. Probably not better, but it's up there. Um, also, Naomi Scott is a Disney child. Like, she was in Lemonade Mouth as a right. teen. Pastor's um, daughter as well. Yeah, which makes this kind of... I don't know, it's kind of cool to see someone from Disney Channel go to a real Disney movie and actually do well, you know? Yep, yep. And she was in and the, the bigger, big box office Power Rangers movie as well. She was? Oh, yeah. Wow. She was the. I watched, I watched that. She was the she, Pink Ranger. Even better, even better, because I love Power Rangers. Anyway, Perry. Um, but what my favorite part about Aladdin was was it was very big and very loud and very extra. Mm. <laughs> Which I think, combined with you know the magic of genie and the magic involved, they had to do. Yeah. Like my favorite scene in that movie, other than Naomi Scott singing. <laughs> yeah. Is is the the parade in for Prince Ali. Nice. I love that scene. We'll go I also, you go. <laughs> I, I also love the dancing scene um, where Jeannie, like, makes him dance, you know? Oh. I love the scene in the in the palace about the jams and the, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> so embarrassing, and it's, oh, it's so, so funny. So good. The only thing I don't like about Aladdin is... Jafar. Correct. He Jafar was, is weak. Yeah, Jafar is a much better villain than that. Yep. Um I and agree. I wish I wish they could have got someone I mean, I know Jafar is like a f- I, I hate saying that people should look like cartoons, right? And like Jafar right. is a funky looking cartoon. Yeah. But you could have got someone that looked closer, I feel like. Yeah. I think Ben you Kingsley could have done it. So But uh you're right. Yeah, I think you're right on all accounts there. Uh, you, don't don't you. even get me started on the handmaiden though. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> hilarious. The lady in waiting, or whatever you want to call her. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Great movie, great job. Great movie. All right, that leads me to my number two, which I struggled with which one to put here, but I did come to a conclusion based on one fact and one fact only, and I will I will explain that when I get to my number one. I feel like I know what it is. My number two is Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Okay, it's not what I was. Emma Watson, though. No, Emma Watson, no, no. Okay, I thought this might be my number one. Um, y'all know what my number one is now, but I'll get there. I really enjoy this Beauty and the Beast. A lot of people, like the people that really, really care about the singing as the most important thing, they'll be like, Emma Watson can't sing. They auto tuned or whatever, and that takes away from the movie a lot for some people. I, I mean, sure, her singing is not great. The auto tuner, it's that her, none of her songs in the movie are my favorite songs anyway. Mm-hmm. I I love the the way they give us backstory on Belle's mom. Mm-hmm. They give I think this is the biggest and most important thing that they do right here is that they give them a reason that they connect Belle yes. Belle and Beast. Yes. Um, whereas in the original, there's like no reason that they should be falling in love. There is wh- why do they connect? Well, in this iteration uh they connect over literature they connect over feeling like outcasts Mm -hmm. um beast has been basically groomed as a 
someone who is, you know, has been in literature, has been, um, he's just very well read and, and, and thinks very deeply and he and Bell just vibe on that. Whereas there's just not a lot of people who are that well educated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they give them a reason they connect and it, and it works beautifully. Uh, I think so that's the biggest thing. And they go back and they also fix some plot holes with the original. I think the worst part of this movie though, is the whole enchantress thing. Like they really kind of mess with the idea of like this whole enchantress that she lays the, she, she's the one who curses them. And then she leaves this, she just randomly leaves this book that can go back in time. And now I love what we learn on that, on that trip back in time about Belle's mom, but it's so weird the way it works out. Um, and then the way that he actually does die, but because the enchantress is a physical person that's actually there and sees that Belle loves him, it kind of reverses it all. I don't know. It's kind of a weird wrinkle that, that part, but in general, I really like it. The acting's fantastic. Josh Gad is fantastic. Luke Evans, I did not think he was going to be that good of a guest on at first. And he killed it. He killed it. He killed it. I am so excited for the TV show that he and Josh Gad are going to do um, for Disney Plus. On, it's like a Gaston and LeFou prequel. So that'll be fun. That'll be so funny. So fun. So there you go. Great new music with Evermore. I, Evermore oh to me gosh. is like speechless to you. Like I also like speechless, but Evermore is on another level for me. Uh, so good. Man, should we uh, should we do a recap, Perry? I think we should do a recap. We should. We're on our number ones. All right. Yeah. Uh, would you like to go first or recap your nine through two? I, yeah, I guess would your ten be, through two. I would be thrilled to do that, Perry. At number ten, I have Maleficent by default. Number nine, the dumpster fire that is Mulan. In fact, maybe don't even deserve to be called a dumpster fire. Uh, number eight, we have the utter creepy depression of Dumbo. Number seven, we have the weird acid trip that is Alice in Wonderland. Number six, the definition of a remake in Lion King. Uh, number five, movies that we actually enjoy and will watch again, uh, The Jungle Book. Number four, the dog story we all wanted, Lady and the Tramp. Number three, the princess that deserves to be the queen, Cinderella. And number two, the big, loud, and female-empowering Aladdin. Right on. All right, Wes, uh, my number 10, because it is so boring and I do not want to watch it again, is Dumbo. My number nine, because it is just a a mess and it is disgraceful to the original, Mulan. And then I have Alice in Wonderland, also a mess, but at least it has Johnny Depp and is somewhat entertaining. And then I've got Maleficent, Angelina Jolie kind of kills it, even though it's a little weird. And then I've got number six, The Lion King just disappointing looks looks good but it's just disappointing then i've got lady in the tramp number five surprisingly decent i was i had the low expectations helped it exceed them and then four was jungle book and three was aladdin just because it made me laugh so much and then my number two beauty and the beast which was a surprise to good old wesley richardson over here it was it was it was (laughs) Man, all right, Perry. My number one is Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and, and the Beast. beast. Um, people can complain about Emma Watson singing as much as they want. That's what we have auto tune for. Um, 
and she's a great Belle. All she has to do is be, like, Belle is a little quirky. She's a little off because she is so much smarter and better than everyone else. Um, she's supposed to be gorgeous, and apparently being gorgeous and well-read in those times aren't a similar thing. Um, and she needed to show both compassion and a sternness to the beast uh, to win him over, and she does all of those things, and I think she does them very well. Gaston, like we said, great. LeFou, Josh Gad, great. Um, and, oh man, Perry... I can't agree with you more that the little love arc that we get right in the middle, the little montage that explains to us how they actually end up having feelings for each other was exactly correct. Yeah, it's 100% huge. 100% correct. Um, the music is great. <laughs> Evermore is great. The fight scene at the end with Gaston and the Beast and Belle is great. Yeah, um, I definitely found myself like, as I put it, I put the last hour on before we started recording, and mm-hmm. I was I was singing along, man. I yeah. was absolutely singing along. Um, Ian McClellan as Cogsworth, great. Ewan McGregor as Lumiere, great. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. Wes, would you, you say these... that movie is great? I <laughs> call someone call Tony the Tiger because this movie was great. Great. <laughs> Um, and I think what does it for me, Perry, to put it as number one is if you gave me these 10 movies and said, Wes, which one are we watching tonight? This is the one I would pick right off the bat. Nice. So it, it does have a rewatchable factor that a lot of these don't. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's more fun. It's, I don't know, something about it. It's something it's about fun. It. It's fun. Even when it's dark, it's still like a fun dark. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to blame that on the actors, especially of. Josh Gad mm-hmm. uh of of uh Luke Evans and of uh Kevin Klein like yeah those three in some of the darker scenes they still manage mm-hmm. to keep it the tone like you still feel like it's a like playing to the fun but it's not like making a mockery of the emotions of the scene I don't know it's just really well done by them yeah for sure for show for show so Good pick as your number one. That was gonna be my number one. I instead I have Cinderella at my number one, mm-hmm. and that was gonna be my number three until I oh. rewatched it yesterday. And here's here's what I came to, Wes, of okay. why I, why I put it number one. Here it is. Simply stated, before I go into what my opinions on the actual movie, I think that this movie is the only remake on this list that I like better than the original okay like like undoubtedly is Mm -hmm. in my mind i think lady in the tramp is somewhat close to that uh just because i really don't like um the original all that much Mm -hmm. but but cinderella i undoubtedly think is a better movie all around than the original cinderella which the granted there's tons of magic in the original cinderella Mm -hmm. it's kind of you know the this the the big poster child of Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But this is just such a better all-around movie, and it kept me in it. It kept me involved, even after I had just watched some some remakes that did not, mm-hmm. like Dumbo and Alice in Wonderland, which I was just on my phone half the time because they were so boring yeah. um, for ha- you know good portions of the movie. But this movie kept me involved. It is 
got so much heart. Lily James, uh, I've seen her in a lot of movies recently. Um, Baby Driver, she's really good in. She's in some others. She's in um, Pride and Prejudice Vampire Slayers, I believe, which is an interesting compliment to Cinderella. <laughs> um, she's also in Downton Abbey, I think. Okay, that would make which sense. Is, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah, so she's honestly she's got some charm and grace in she the does. way she performs her role. I really, really like uh, like so the whole movie. She just does what her mother and her stepsisters, stepmother and stepsisters, ask her to do, and she doesn't really complain. And they're really just like abusing awful. her. They're awful towards her, and she, the way that she just tells them off at the end. Mm-hmm. Was still like, still like being like so stern, but so like nice about it. Yeah, because she also says, "I forgive you." <laughs> right, but like she tells her off, and she's like, "You have treated me so horribly. I don't know why you are so cold, but I pray that nobody ever has to be treated as you've treated me." And like, I don't know, but I would have said a lot more things than that. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, she's just such a poison grace and kindness to her and her character. And I know that's the whole goal because like the whole mm. the whole moral of the story is to have courage and be kind and whatnot. Uh, Kate Blanchett, you you're right. She kills it. It's one of her mm-hmm. best performances, and she has been in so many great movies, mm-hmm. uh, so many big roles. And this is honestly one of her of, of her top performances. I would say uh, she is so cold hearted mm-hmm. like it's just and she does it so so well yeah and, and the way she just manipulates everything uh yeah. there, richard madden as the prince is fantastic uh, as if you'll remember what james said in our uh our i believe this was in our draft of disney songs he talked about how cinderella is the best disney remake and i hesitated to agree with him you know i don't like just agreeing with people all the time i like being different but in this case, I do, I guess, agree with him. And he talked about how he has goal, or he, he's like, uh, the prince has depth. He has a name, which is... Um, Kit. Is it Kit? Yeah, Kit. And he has goals, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. But but it's true. He really does have mm-hmm. a lot more depth. Helena Bonham Carter, Carter as the fairy godmother. She... Every moment she's on screen is fantastic, which is not many moments. It's only like five to ten minutes. Yeah, she is. She's quirky and great. <laughs> yeah, she's quirky and she owns the screen. Um, I want to say the the the, I think what really makes this into more of a suspenseful movie with like more depth than the original is well, first of all, they do a much much better job of setting up the setting up the situation, setting up the emotion, um, like the mother, the father. Um, and, and Ella's relationship to them and why the, like the mother dies and why they have a stepmother and why the, then the father's out of the picture. And then how does Ella get into the situation? How does she get the name Cinderella? I mean, I think all that's done really well. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't take the talking animal, like the mice and they don't take out of the story. They're still a part of the story, but they're not as big a roles granted. Mm -hmm. But I really like what they do with um, the wrinkle of, uh, I don't know what you call him. He's like one of the, uh, he's the Grand Duke. Um, So the Grand Duke 
is actually a character in the original, but he's not a villain in the original. In this movie, he's he's kind of a, a, a villain. Like, he basically is working with the stepmother by the end because he has agreed... He's basically agreed to have the prince marry someone from another kingdom, but the prince wants to marry Ella, and so he's kind of working with the stepmother to make sure the prince doesn't marry Cinderella, and um, that wrinkle, I think, adds a lot in terms of the driving plot elements. Even though it's not that huge, it doesn't seem that big, I think that adds a lot to like the satisfaction of the resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, they do. It's, it's done super well. They, they keep the integrity of the original story of Cinderella. They add to the magic. They add to the story. It's just better. It's better than the original. And that's why it's my number one. Yeah. And, and to imagine the movie that does it better being Cinderella. I mean, she is the Disney princess, right? But it's a, it's a thin story. Yeah, the yeah, original yeah, yeah. the original Cinderella is a very thin story about, you know, y- y'all know the story a girl that's just a, just a servant girl. Servant girl. Really? There's not mistreated a whole lot of servant girl. Yeah, mistreated servant girl. Not a whole lot of backstory on her, and she gets to marry a prince. It's the rags to riches story that everybody wants to dream about. You know, I ain't like, saying she a gold digger. <laughs> that's yeah. So, uh, but they they just give this so much more depth and just meat to this thin story that still can be relatable, but um, fits better in today. Uh, so, well done, Kenneth Branagh, the director. Um, if you guys have seen uh, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, um, you'd recognize that name. He's done a lot, but he was. Uh, Hercule Perrault, the detective in Murder on the Orient Express. Man, Perry, we uh, we were pretty similar. We really were. We really were. I, you know, honestly, Wes, we watched so many movies together and had so mm-hmm. many conversations about movies over the years. It's funny. We, I, I've never known you or myself to be one that backs down on our opinions because of the opinions of others. But it is funny that we tend to have similar opinions on a lot of, yeah, a lot of these. And, and these we didn't watch together. A lot, you know. Right, a lot of them. Yeah, we didn't. So, but yeah, wow. it's, I, I I thought you may have Cinderella lower because of your watching experience, like watching it at work today. <laughs> I was like, you. I was like, what if Cinderella ends up as is like number eight, and it's my number one? No, no, no. I would never do that, Perry. I have taste. <laughs> well, we ended up relatively similar, indeed, and it was fun. Which really just fun. means that we're right. That's what that means. Basically. Yeah. Basically. I mean, I, here's 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 the thing. So I've I've polled a lot of people in mm-hmm. the last last few days. I was even on um I was I was on the the live stream of the happiest podcast on earth this afternoon uh, before they went and and recorded they do a live stream and so that's a shout out. They're they're good Disney podcasts if you like Disney World stuff, go check them out. Um and I asked this question in the chat and asked it for the for the hosts of the sh- of the uh, podcast, and they all basically either said Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, or Jungle Book. Mm. I think a couple a couple of them did. So uh, I don't know if anybody said Aladdin. Maybe one person said Aladdin in the chat. Uh, but yeah, so basically, it seems like these are the favorites. Like, 
you either love Beauty and the Beast or you don't like the singing and that takes away a lot for you. You either love Cinderella or maybe just the the pure, I'd say like Jungle Book feels like a good movie that doesn't uh like a lot of us don't have the taste in our mouths from the original Jungle Book as much as fresh. Nobody's really saying The Lion King. Nobody's really saying Alice in Wonderland that much, you know, except for uh Sarah Lantis who uh, friend of the show. She's she a, is a big. Lion she's a King, big Lion King girl. Big Lion King girl. So on that note, I'll pull up our responses. We got a lot of feedback from the listeners when I asked the favorite live-action remakes. Um, I'll start here with Mink Floyd. Seventeen it says Beauty and the Beast is the best. Mulan is the worst. True. You're right about that. Uh, the Mulan is definitely one of the worst, and Beauty and the Beast. We have no qualms with that one. Wes is with you. I'm agreeing. Um, somebody named Wes Richardson 21 said Mulana's trash served to us on a pile of monkey poop. Agreed. I would say that's true. <laughs> I would stand by that. Okay. That is a smart um, man. Here's James Kopic. I mentioned him a second ago that he was on our show saying that Cinderella is his favorite. And that was one of the things I was like, do I want to just agree with James? Um, but I did. And he wrote, Favorite Cinderella by far, least favorite Lion King. Interesting that the Lion King is his least favorite. That would lead me to believe that he has not seen some Dumb. of these other ones. He has <laughs> not seen Dumbo. Like, come on, Lion King can't be the worst one. There's no way. Uh, Gretchen underscore Colleen says Cinderella equals incredible. Maggie Rose four says Aladdin slash Cinderella is the best. Alice Through the Looking Glass is the worst. Interesting. I have not seen Alice Through the Looking Glass. I would not call it a Disney remake, but it is a sequel to that Disney remake, and I've heard it's bad, so I don't disagree with that. Emmett underscore Dean 18 says, favorite Aladdin, least favorite Dumbo. Right on. We are on the same page, Emmett. Dumbo is boring. Yep. Um, Londa, we know Londa. Good to hear her chiming in. She says, I like the Alice movies. I dislike Beauty and the Beast because Emma Watson can't sing. Tough. See, I told you, that's the biggest thing that people hate on with Beauty and the Beast is Emma Watson singing. Rude. Uh, Sarah Lantis says, I'll always love anything Lion King related, no matter what y'all say. She's the kind of. She's the kind of Star Wars fan that people need. Like, her love of the Lion King, if you apply that to Star Wars, like, you never see those types of Star Wars fans. Like, I love any type of Star Wars content, no matter what they do with it. Hey. Those fans don't exist for it's Star funny, Wars. Perry, it's funny you mention that, because I have been giving Sarah a Star Wars education. Uh, right on. She's watching them all for the first time, which involves me explaining everything that's happening. Right. I would just be curious to ask her... And I guess I am at this exact moment. How could they mess up the Lion King in her eyes? Is there any way? And what are her opinions on Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, as well as Lion King 1 and a half? <laughs> I think so, those are questions we need to know. So those are the, my official questions, Sarah Lantis. You can, uh, you can DM us uh, at banter underscore pod, um, or you can just text Wes and he'll let me know. <laughs> Um, Fanimated podcast, which you guys might hear Kelly back on the show pretty soon to do, do our uh, to do our next BMC on your name. She said best 
Cinderella, Worst, The Lion King, and then um, Asilla Militia, is her name, uh, said favorite Cinderella or Enchanted, if that counts. I would say Enchanted does not count usually, but because Kevin Lima is the director and he, uh, also a friend of the pod, um, we'll include it as a shout out here, but good, good call on Cinderella, least favorite Mulan, so... Everybody's on the same page for the most part, except for Londa saying that Alice is her favorite and Beauty and the Beast is one she dislikes. Yep. <laughs> cool. So, right on. Thanks for all the feedback uh, on the Instagram. Banter underscore pod if you want to go follow us there. You can also follow us on Facebook at Banter Podcast. All that stuff. You've heard it on every podcast. Mm-hmm. Go leave us a go leave us a review on Apple Pods if you haven't, and uh, let us know what um, silly voice impression you want us to do while reading your while reading your Apple Podcast review on the show, and we will make a fool out of ourselves. Yes, sir. So, uh, Wes, that's about it for today. Uh, a shorter episode, a quicker, easier one. We've got Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast as our as our undisputed top two favorite Disney live action remakes. We do. We do do that. Wes, before we sign out, um, what is one live action remake that is on the docket, that is coming, that you're excited about, that you're particularly excited about? I got to say Hercules, I, man. Hercules? With the, uh, the Russo brothers producing? I gotta say Hercules, Perry, because it was the first one that we accidentally made a Dreamcast for. Okay, right on. You're right. Yes, we did a and, good, a, and therefore a great I'm, job. I'm like a little attached to it now. Yeah. So that's what I gotta say. Also, I would like to add to this category, Perry, by saying live action remake that I want: Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. The, honestly, list of live action remakes that have been announced or or been rumored. I mean, you've got Hercules, you've got Cruella, which is already in post production. That's almost almost ready to go with Emma Stone. Um, you've got. So what did I say? Her, what, I, uh, did I say the Sword in the Stone already? No. Okay, Sword in the Stone. Uh, you've got Hunchback of Notre Dame, Notre Dame, whatever. You got Pinocchio. You've got um, Little Mermaid. Directed by Rob Marshall, uh, starring David Diggs, Javier Bardem, Melissa McCarthy, Aquafina. Like, there's going to be some some loaded cast in that. Um, there's going to be a Snow White remake that's going to be done uh, in the next few years. There's going to be a. I've heard rumors about a Lilo and Stitch remake. I've heard rumors about a um, Robin Hood remake with animals. So there's a lot on the docket. I would say, Wes, I'm going to throw one out here for you that I'm one of these that I'm more excited for than others. Um, I have I I am pretty excited for a movie that I did not really love the original. I honestly think it's it's way overrated and it's Pinocchio. I don't love the original Pinocchio. I think it's kind of creepy. Um but I'll I'll definitely be the first to say that Tom Hanks Robert Downey Jr., Luke Evans, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Ron Howard, that appeals to me. Um, so we shall see. I think I think it's gonna be really good. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it, Perry. So, 
So there you go. Get excited for all those remakes or don't if you don't like Disney remakes, which is a good portion of Disney fans, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Anyway, that was fun, Wes. Um, coming up soon on the podcast, we've got Your Name with Kelly from Fanimated, BMC, yep. coming your way uh, next week on Tuesday. Then after that, we're doing a Marvel MCU movie draft with a couple of guests um we got some we got some cool stuff coming your way after that as well so stick with us we really we really we 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 planned we planned well oh we did we are ready to go ready to rock and roll and we've got it kind of planned out all the way until the summer and by that point wes and i'll be recording together for a little while again um hopefully while i'm back in the good old indiana so which will be look forward to that look forward to that all right, Wes, uh, until next week, uh, most definitely stay hungry. And stay humble. And, of course, stay hydrated. <laughs>